Welcome to I'm on my period piece. I'm Lindsay. I'm Molly. And we're the Sherman sisters. This week we watched the 20... 2013, I think. 2013 okay. film Belle, starring uh-huh. Gugu Mbatha-Raw, Tom Wilkinson, and a bunch of other folks. Um, very briefly, Matthew Good. Good. Extremely, very briefly. But before we start talking about this film, bitch, let's sync up, as is our custom. Please. Uh, how have you been? What have you been up to? Thank you for asking. You're welcome. Um... Okay, well, one of my garden beds is doing great. The other one, struck by blight, what can you do? Oh, no. Um, But I've been... What's thriving and what's... The tomatoes are taking over the yard. Oh, that's great to hear, actually. One of them, one of the plants, when I started, it was like nine inches tall tops. It is taller than me now. Are you serious? Yeah. Have you gotten to, like, pluck them and eat them yet? Yeah, I keep, like, a few a week. Are they solid? Yeah, like, you want some? so good. I should have brought some over. Bitch, I love a tomato. Yeah, I should have done that. The peppers are doing great. Chai, or it's not chive, um, dill and the basil are doing great. Love what, to hear that dill is doing great. The dill's doing great. It's flowering. It's actually very beautiful. A dill really? Mm-hmm. Um, but the, uh, the other bed, I think it was just like it rained so much that a fungus took cold. Oh, no. And, and killed, essentially killed the zucchini. The zucchini's trying to survive. Oh, no. You'll have that prize zucchini. I got. I did get that girl. Okay. I pulled her out. Okay. She's fine. Okay. Uh, the squash is completely dead. It's disgusting looking. Oh, God. The cucumbers, we'll see. The strawberry's living. Okay. She wants to live. Good, good. And the mint is making a surprise comeback. Okay. Um, this Boy, is this sounds like a delicious salad. Thrilling. No, uh, <laughs> I started listening to today's Who Weekly just before you came mm-hmm. because you had sent me that thing about what was it? Oh, it was about Kristen Bell. But they, oh, yeah. they opened by talking about, or I mean, one of the early things that they talked about was Catherine, Catherine Zeta-Jones talking about her own her, zucchini. What is it? What are they her called? Her courgette. Courgettes. And they she, are huge. And she was like, it's absolutely massive. And they keep using the drop of her saying like how big it is. Oh my gosh, I it's love so that. It's so funny. Man, what a woman. I keep thinking about how she's just doing dropship coffee, right? Yep. And also her hideous housewares line. Casa Zeta Jones that's on QVC. Honestly, like I I can be nothing but happy for her. No. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. So we're gonna start watching we we've watched all the hacks. Um Oh so great, right? Not to make this about me, but he was like, I can't believe that somebody with like a Vegas residency would be making this kind of money. And I was like, first of all, oh my you god. should. They make so much they money make doing it. Hand over fist. But like, also you do one residency, you never have to work again. Right. And also these QVC girls. Oh my god. They oh, make that's, money. I should add that as a career goal for myself. They make money. Yeah. Yes. I would yeah. love to to shill some wares on QVC. Absolutely. Why not? I mean, especially if you have like a line that's your own name like that or like a standing, you know, I can't remember what the deal was with Deborah on the show, but mm-hmm. it's like if she had I think she had her own products, right? Yeah. And it's like People, I mean, so many people watch QVC. You don't think about it, but people really do. So, honestly, anyways. like, I know they keep trying to paint her as like a tragic character, but I'm like, honestly, her life's pretty cool. No, like, she's really she cool. She stays busy. Yeah. Uh, she's got hobbies. She's got collections. She's hot. She's hot. I loved the uh, when. Okay, we'll talk about hacks briefly. Yeah. When what is the character's name? Deborah Binder. Oh, Ava. Ava. It's a beautiful name. I don't know why I forgot. Such it. a pretty name. Yeah. Um. When Ava has the sex dream about Deborah, oh my God. And she's telling um, the blackjack dealer. Yes. She's like, I think you just had that dream because Deborah's really hot. <laughs> it's true. And I laughed at the time, but then I thought about it and I was like, Jean Smart's really hot. Jean Smart is so hot. Did yeah. you see that? Um, you know, she's a tall drink of water. She's like 5'11. Really? Damn. Did you see that the, on the, the final episode, they were like, they dedicated it to her husband? No, I didn't. He, he died. Oh. Um, but also, a thing about Jean Smart that I just read today is that the scene where Ava goes to use the wax figure to open Deborah's phone. Oh, but it's just her? That's just, just standing her there? Standing still. 
great job on that. I mean, great it, job. it makes total sense because that would be a, a pretty It'd big be budget. So hard ask. to like get a Madame Tussauds version of Jean Smart. That's although hilarious. they should put her in there, please. But. Yeah, I saw a bunch of people that were commenting and they were like, what a team player. Because that would have cost so much money and taken so much time to She's make a wax people, figure. I bet people just refer to her as like a consummate professional That's what you, yeah, her back. Exactly. You know? Hannah Einbinder was like, you, they don't make them like her anymore. She is a stone cold professional. And I was like, I believe that. Oh my God. These are like the kinds of things that I would love for people to say about me. Yes, You absolutely. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. not to make this all about me, but it's like, I'm going to absorb that. Yeah. No, Jean Smart is that girl. And I'm she's so glad she's, she's getting a oh real moment. We she's needed a smartassance. She was everywhere in the 90s and then just like, like that. I know. Like Caroline Ray. What happened to Caroline Ray? She was so charming. You know what? She should have had what Ellen has. She really should have. Dude, Sorry it's not to too say late. that. It's not too late. I know. She it, can have her renaissance moment. Please, Caroline, Caroline Ray. Caroline renaissance. <gasps> well, see, that's perfect. And I was going to tell you, too. Did you see that Brendan Fraser is going to be in that? That mob movie, yes. Steven Soderbergh, I would direct. It. I'm very excited to yes. to see him come back because yeah. he just seems like such a sweetheart. He really Isn't does. He just like like raise horses with his yes. son now. I, yeah, he lives like in like upstate New York or something Ugh. and raises horses. Like what a sweet blessed man. Sweet man. Yeah. Um, yeah five nine. Yeah, she's five nine. She's from Seattle. The children forget she's not Southern. Who? Jean Smart. Just I always think she's Southern. born in Seattle. Yeah. You know what? I have something to say though. I think that Washington. Um, has culturally can take on some characteristics of the South. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, she was in a simple favor. As who was she in a simple favor? As whom? Are you sure this is not a simple wish starring Mara no, Wilson? A simple favor, twenty eighteen. Who was she in it? Who in the hell was Margaret Mick? Something was she? Was she, was she like, the mom? <gasps> she was the mom. What mom? The media, they go to meet. Um, Anna oh, Kendrick you're right. Me, yes, Blake yes. Lively's mom. That's yes. a good. That's good casting. Damn, Jean Smart. She's just been working. Um, I just feel like okay. While we talk about hacks for a moment, like it's, <laughs> it's a great show. The music's great. I like how much like Krangbin they use. Yes. Um, Hannah Einbinder. You and I talked about this a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's a nepotiz. Yeah. I mean, she does. She's a serviceable right. job. She's serviceable fine. is the right word. She's fine. I. She do, does. She stand up next to Jean Smart. Does she stand up next to Lorraine Newman? Bitch, no. No, I mean, that sucks. Yeah. She'd be Lorraine Newman's kid in that regard. Well, but also, if I were her, I would embrace that big 70s hair because it's, like, coming back. Okay. Right? Just look exactly like your mom. Just go for it. Lorraine Newman's hair was... Oh, my God. It's, like, a wonder. I love it. I love 70s all the, hair. All of the women on SNL from, like, the 70s were just... All different flavors of the coolest woman alive. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. This like, Jane Curtin, hot hot she really and she hot. still is um this is what i say frequently about my dream hair situation being basically grace coddington or you need a permanent just I go want, get a permanent but like do people do that anymore yeah absolutely i want just like a big why does do you puff of frizz well because it's like it's a high maintenance sort of an ordeal i think you should try it okay yeah i kind of want to people will be like lol like in the 80s and i'm like i know yeah but like that's so cool to like lead the way on that yeah Okay. If I had that desire in my heart, I would go for it. But, I like, don't. I also have to dye my hair. So, I'm, like, I'm trying to think of how, how, 
I guess I just need to talk to a hairdresser about go this. Go talk to a hairdresser. Yeah. I, what oh I God, want. Lindsay, I would love for you to go full Lorraine Bowman. <laughs> How fun would that it's like, be? It's like, Kick I wanna, your pants up another two inches It's like I want to tell the hairdresser, I want you to perm my hair into nice, tight little, like, ringlets, and then I'm going to brush it <laughs> so that it's a big frizz poof. Like, well, I don't, I'm not just intending to take good care of, of these. mom from, like, the 90s and be like, like this, but long and red. Give me, give me geometric hair. Yeah. I want to look like like a one of those characters from Dilbert, the the lady with the triangle hair. Oh, I can never remember her name. I can't either. Well, Dee Dee Pickles also works. Yeah, Dee Dee Pickles. That's a good one. Except I won't. Did you see that, that meme that was like we're thirty three? These two raggedy people were thirty three. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, we got way off. Oh, way no, far no, afield. No. Uh, I mean, you were talking was, about your your field. My garden. Your garden. My garden. I mean, apart from gardening, I've been in the sun tanning my hide yeah i as i told Lindsay, i'm not gonna stop until we really push how tan i can get and the bl- and my hair's getting quite a bit blonder yeah the same effect you're giving so that cool australian girl. surfer girl oh thing. my god thank you for saying that because i was gonna go straight for patty mayonnaise oh no 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 this is my, my patty mayonnaise season yeah it is <laughs> um well i'll say i'll take like you know cool australian girl yeah 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 uh like uh especially when you get these tivas girl oh my god well i <laughs> Yeah, I was just thinking about this. Do you remember the Australian girls that were in my um, Native American princesses tribe? <laughs> I did not remember that you had um, Australian okay. girls in that so with you. So there was a there's a girl my age named Mia. She had an older sister named Pia. Oh, if they moved back to Australia and tried to tell people what we did here, they had this what thing mean? called Indian princesses. <laughs> oh, please, they're racist too. I know. Are you I kidding know. me? Just different flavors. Like they are super racist against their Aboriginal. Every Western country yes. is that they want you to think that mm-hmm. America is uniquely racist. Go to France. Oh no, they're terrible. But, yeah. Check in with France from time to time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a white people problem, to be yes, honest. It is. Um, anyway, am I allowed to say that? I don't know. Okay, well, if I wasn't, I don't know. Admonish me, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Hold me accountable, daddy. Um, anyway. Mia and Pia. Mia and <laughs> they were Australian. And they were, I think, like, this, you remember in the 90s, the big drama was that there was a hole in the ozone layer. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. It, it's healed. Yeah, nature's healed. Yeah. Um, at recess, Mia had to wear a very stunning hat. <laughs> it was, like, a hat with curtains. Oh, no. <laughs> For her ears and her neck. Um, oh no! Like and the she rest, was going out on like safari or something. Yeah, the rest of us are all running around like you know, truly becoming the rednecks that we oh, were. Oh my god! Um, but what, was this elementary school? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and then Mia and Pia and their dad were in our um, tribe. <laughs> <laughs> it's so wrong to say it. Somebody I, needs to tell the MLM girls that you're not supposed to do that anymore either. Say, well, honestly, I found my tribe. I love my tribe. Bride tribe. Bride tribe. Oh, well, it's just like there's other words. Yeah. My, my group. My murder. <laughs> my coven. Yeah. My cluster. Yeah. Um, my school, if you're talking my about sh- fish. My school. <laughs> fish. Um, a part, I don't know how I was going to talk about Mia and Pia. I hope you girls are doing well. <laughs> you're talking about being Australian, I guess. I, yeah, I, follow, I followed Mia on Instagram for many years. I think she got married kind of early and... Cool. Good for her. She seems happy. Um, anyway, what else is new in my life? Uh, I watched all of season two of Feel Good on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Was that good? Yes, it's so great. 
So, so good. good. Um, <laughs> Gruel. Nate Martin. What a cute individual. <laughs> Very cute individual. What an adorable, sprightly individual. Yes. Um, a Extremely Taurus. cute. Oh, okay. We love to hear that. Taurus. Okay. Neighbors. Love that. How y'all you. doing? Uh, season two is really good. That's just a, it's just a good show. And Lisa Kudrow's on it. She's also a Taurus, is she not? No, no, she's not. No. None of them on the crew were, if I recall correctly. There were like three of them that were all the same I think sign. there were like three Scorpios, right? Uh, or is it Sagittarius? Aquarius, is, I think. There okay. were a bunch of Aquarius. I would not be surprised to learn that she was that. She's a Leo. Great. I love that. I love Leos. Um, oh, all the Sagittarius's are on Real Housewives of New York. That's what it was. Or... No, like, truly, like, Burp. almost all of them are Sag or Scorp. Of course. Of course they are. Um, it makes good TV. It makes excellent <laughs> TV, especially um, Ms. What is her name? Sonia Morgan? I was going to say Sonia. Yeah. Sonia Rita. Who, who is the one who is the hottest? Sonia. Oh, Luann is also hot. Luann is hot, but Sonia is, like, God, there's something magical about Sonia on television. You know, th- that is the thing with her, is that... She's a mess, and she says the most humiliating things sometimes, but it's like, there is a certain, you can't put your finger on it, there's a je ne sais quoi, I'm using it my one time a year, Thank you. Um, that she has. There is, okay. She has a quality. You and I talked about this recently, because we were talking about Kim and Kanye, and I was like, no matter what, I know that they loved each other intensely. Yes, absolutely. No one can tell me their love was fake. Mm-mm. And actually, if I'm being perfectly honest with you, I think Kim is probably kind of sweet if you get to know her. Yeah, I bet she is. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't think she's a... I don't think either of them are bad people at their core. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also I don't just, think most people are. I was are. about to say, like, I don't know that I believe in bad people, to be yeah. honest. I believe um, in people that have had, like, trauma. That's exactly you it. Know? Yeah, I think people can let, you know, certain motivations take over their lives, but everyone's mostly just pretty chill and good. Yeah. Um, but, anyway, I... I, there's something about Sonia where I look at her and I'm like, I know she's actually a sweetheart. Oh, absolutely. Like, she says she says horrible things, but, like... She's so embarrassing. She's so embarrassing, but I think often of the look that she gave Luann when she came back from rehab and she was like, I'm just so happy you're well. And I was like, wow, like, I do think there's love here. You know who I do think is rotten to the core, though, is Ramona Singer. <laughs> I was going to say I don't believe in bad people, but, except like... For Ramona, except you for Ramona are Singer. the only exception. <laughs> no, she... I don't she's know terrible. that she has any interiority no do you think that anything ever sits in her brain (laughs) long enough before she reacts she is just a walking reaction just a smooth brain just things slide right off and right out of her mouth like yeah it's horrible and i can't like she's actually isn't she kind of successful kind of smart like i mean she's educated at least that's what i'm saying that's surprising and she's had she had a successful business like prior to yeah which is bonkers to me because i can't see her like crunching a problem for longer than 30 seconds no and maybe she got all of that out of the way yeah all of her cognitive work was done early (laughs) yeah she's like really blew her load on thinking (laughs) (laughs) it was like a little like progress loading bar in her brain that was like hey ramona fyi you're at 98 percent of your lifetime thinking capacity and she's like blow through it babes yeah (laughs) pedal to the middle (laughs) i intend to stop this in two weeks i honestly no thoughts just vibes truly and then she's managed to to make quite a bit of money yeah on, on just reacting yep yep and the thing is like every year like they were talking about this on less cult every year all the fans of Real Housewives are like, she has got to go. I mean, what do you mean you're sending Dorinda home before her? Because the thing is, yeah, Dorinda was way, way... Okay, Dorinda's a nasty drunk is the problem. Yes, that's the issue. And she was, like, drinking a lot last season. Yeah. But I'm like, 
Ramona's the one stirring the pot. Always. And she knows that. What, who is the common denominator in every single issue? It every is single always time Ramona. Ramona. But, like, Andy, I think he knows. Oh, yeah. He can't, can't let her go, because what would happen then? Who would stir the shit? I mean, he... Like, when Bethany left, I think that was just such a gutting blow to him. Yes. He was like... But I'm like, keep... God, keep Dorinda, at least. I miss Dorinda. I'm, I'm miss, two episodes in, and I already miss her. I, what are we, we going to knock into the Berkshires this year? That's so stupid. The Berkshires? I know. I think that they... There's been some talking about bringing her back. They're going to have to pay her a pretty penny, because she's been running around town being like, I didn't quit, I was fired. Mm-hmm. Like, so mm-hmm. they're going to have to really kiss her ass a little bit i love dorinda oh my god it's the thing too is like dorinda also when she's not drinking a sweetheart a true i think a truly sweet soul yes i think she's just been through a lot emotionally been through hell yeah also i love that no matter where they are or what they are doing (laughs) she gonna take a nap at 4 (laughs) p.m i tell parker about this regularly like that is that is actually where i intend to be as a person Mm -hmm. When my children no longer need me to, like, hold their hands and do stuff for them. Yeah. Like, it may not be four. Maybe, eh, four o'clock's actually about the time I need a nap. It's a nice time. But, like, when they don't need me to drive them around Mm -hmm. or if they're able to just sit down and do their homework, I'm going to, Mama's going to go take a nap. I'll be down in an hour and a half. But I feel better when I've had a little disco nap. I mean, that level of, like, commitment to yourself. Yep. It's really admirable. admirable. It really is. I love her. Man, remember also when she would, like, communicate with her husband by, like, coins and a balloon? Yes. I, like, I, at the time, probably laughed it off, but now I'm like, no, I think that's probably... No, it's super sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Super sweet. Um, Anyway, that's what I've been up to. Uh, Just thinking about... Sonia Morgan. (laughs) Uh, Not really watching the show, but thinking about Sonia Rita. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How are you? Girl, I'm good. We uh, blew through hacks. That was... That's a good show. It's nice when I can find a show that both Parker and I like, because then it's like, we we can collectively pile through it. Because when there's something that just I like... I'm like, I feel kind of bad, like, just sitting oh, here come watching. On. Take up space, babe. I know I should. Uh, but also, I feel like lately I'm like, I've, I haven't had the time to watch as much TV as I like. Like, there's a bunch of shows. Like, I haven't seen Shrill Season 3 yet. And I'm not really getting a lot of books read either. What am I doing? Like, what is, where's my time going, I hmm. think, is the question. Uh, Are and you I think scrolling? Sometimes, but not... I mean, if you're just, like, not an excessive time amount. with your kids, probably don't yeah. think it. Yeah, so I'm trying to think, like, what happens when they go to bed. I think right before Cabo, I was, like, packing and running errands and stuff, trying to get stuff ready before the trip. And then I don't, I've just been, like, honestly wiped, I think, since then. I'm, like, ready to <laughs> go take another trip. I needed a vacation after that vacation. Honey. Um, but both my kids have been sick this week. Uh, so I guess last... I felt bad. Last week was we had just gotten back from vacation. I was like, okay, I'm getting back in the groove, like ready to go. And then Friday, I was like, I got to be out. And then I was out yesterday and today, which it's fine. Like my boss is my husband, so it's <laughs> he can shuffle some things around and whatever. But I feel kind of bad for like the other people on our team. Like, is she just gonna take all these days off? And Your it's like, kids are literally they're sick. sick. Yeah, what, I mean, what do they want you to do? I mean, and I don't think any of them would say anything. It's this is me. This is okay. Judging, I'm shitting on myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, don't shit on yourself. So, uh, but yeah, we there you go. I just solved it for you, babes. Don't shit on yourself. <laughs> well, don't. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you tried not? So, um, yeah, yesterday we took them both to the pediatrician, and the, the doctor was like, "Oh yeah, we're seeing all of the like the usual cases of colds and croup and stuff that we would normally see in the winter. We didn't see as much this year because people weren't really going out, There's and no they were everybody wearing masks yeah. and whatever." And she was like, "Now." 
were like making up for lost time and ever so I was like have you seen a lot like a lot of summer colds and she was like yeah or like random viruses like um Austin Playgarden all the kids have just been passing some virus around and Tig got like a weird version of that gave her croup so she's been just like what coughing. an old-timey disease isn't that terrible I know I like actually was googling whooping cough because I was like that's like a thing that comes up when you type in her symptoms yeah. but they were like she's probably been vaccinated for it yeah, so I thought so um but anyway she just like has had this terrible cough but she's very like I don't know. She's like, she's, my mom always likes to tell a story about how when I had pneumonia, I was like crying because I couldn't go to school. And she was like, you have pneumonia. And I was like, but I miss my friends. And that was Matilda. Yesterday morning, she came into our room and she's like, mommy, I just took my temperature and it's 99.7. So can I go to school today? And I was like, no, <laughs> that's a fever. Huh. You have to stay home. So today she was just like, but she was sick, like coughing a lot, but she was like, I'm bored. I miss my friends. And I was like, okay, wow. <laughs> like no interest in rest. She doesn't wow. understand the concept. It was very weird. But anyways, I think she's going to be able to go back tomorrow. She's well, that's like, good. Yeah, she's like, we give her Zarbies. Zarbies. Her, her medicine. Her, her medicine. And uh, not the not the melatonin kind, just the, yeah. um, it's like the honey cough syrup. I need my Zarbies. I need my Zarbies. Um, I had been giving her like children's Robitussin and the doctor was like, actually, I like Zarbies better because it just coats their throat. And I was like, word, okay. Interesting. And she likes the way it tastes better, so. Isn't Robitussin like meth for kids, essentially? Uh, no, the Robitussin for kids has like all the methiness removed, I think. Oh, now with less meth. <laughs> and But for adults, it's like meth, right? I think it can be. I think you can, it's a, it's a component in making your own homegrown meth. Okay. So there's like an amphetamine. Yeah. I don't Element. Yeah. I think maybe you combine that with like Sudafed and something else. And I cast a like, wide net what I consider meth. I don't know. Honestly. Craig and I were discussing uh, the nineties trend of uh, taking diet pills and it was like, so it was kind of methy, right? I think it kind of was. Right? Yeah. 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 I think it was an amphetamine for sure. God, that's crazy. What do you consider meth? Lindsay, <laughs> <laughs> well, I listened to that on the way over no here. Way. Can you believe that? <laughs> of course you did. This is like the third weird-ass synchronicity today that I've had. That is so kooky. I, yeah, I was listening to... Okay, so... Meth. Natural meth. <laughs> natural meth. For, for a little bit of uh, Sherman Sister lore... Um, <laughs> I have always enjoyed Genius of Love by Tom Tom Club. I think it's a great song. Lindsay disagreed. Or maybe disagrees? I, it's Have you come round? Fine. It's not my favorite. Still. So, Lindsay, there was a time when she, like, truly hated it. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember, like, what the lead-up to this we specific... We were on vacances somewhere. We were on vacances. I don't know what the provocation was, but I'm sure it was deserved. <laughs> I don't know what it was either. I, like put all of my weight 90 pounds on, on Lindsay like would not get up off of her she was laying down no, just and mind you I weigh 75 so <laughs> so it's tricky so I was like sitting on her chest and I was like she was like please Molly get up get up I can't breathe and I was like hey Lindsay what are you gonna do when you get out of jail she was like please and I was like what are you gonna do when you get out of jail she's like wheezing I'm gonna have some fun what do you consider fun I was like what do you consider fun Lindsay fun natural fun (laughs) honestly like I don't often relate to the psychopathy of kids that like want to burn ants with magnifying glasses <laughs> but torturing your big sister but in that moment i yeah. had a pretty good time <laughs> the stanford experiment would have been like a really fun escape room for me i think assuming i get to play Should the card everything you needed okay. how are we doing <laughs> Wait, is it good? you're trash you're a cockroach i hate you <laughs> 
<laughs> You're a monstro. <laughs> Eat it off the floor, bitch. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. So, Genius of Love, Tom Tom Club. What a great song. Yeah, it's an okay song. It's a great what song. A, it's a song. Mariah Carey seemed to think it was a great song. Yeah, and her version was better. Yeah, well, you can't deny that. You can't deny it. <laughs> the only one of those songs has a doo-doo-doo-doo zone. The elusive Chanteuse can do whatever she wants. She can sample whatever she wants. It is, uh, what was the name of that album? It is me, Mariah, the elusive Chanteuse. There's only one of her. I'm very still slowly working through her audiobook of her of her memoir, but it's good. It's actually good. Some people incarnate ready to take on the diva role with minimal notes. And it's her. Like, I yeah. imagine, in, like, I don't... The thing is it, though, about it, is that she deserves. No, absolutely. She, she like, does. has the talent. Like, there's some people that, like, want to act that way, but... They don't have. They when don't have, you it. have that level of talent. Yep. Basically, when you decide to step into the diva role, you yeah. are providing us an l- extra level of entertainment yeah. that we neither expected nor deserved. Right. Exactly. Like, and the girls today don't do it, and they can't do it. Nobody I'm is doing so, it today, like nobody, Mariah. Nobody is doing it. No. But truly. Think no. Of, is there anyone? No. I mean, do you know who almost is, but in fact, Ninki Minjaj. Ninki Minjaj is a good one. Okay. That's actually a great one. Yeah. I was gonna say. In terms of occasionally dropping in and saying batshit crazy things and then disappearing for several months on end, Azealia Banks. Yeah, but she's not. The issue is that she occasionally says absolutely horrible things. Horrific. Yeah. But when they're not horrific and they're just funny, they're the funny. It's the, it's honestly, she could have been a comedian. Yeah. Except the thing with her is that she's not uh, as rich or talented, sadly. She's not as, but we can't act like she's not talented. No, she's very talented. Yeah. Frankly, two on two. If she, if she did, if she nothing, did nothing else, else, that would be enough. Jumanji rules, too, though. I don't think I know that one. Oh, it's, I bet I do. It's good. Yeah, yeah, but, like, no, I mean, truly, that's one of those, like, one-hit wonders are a thing for a reason. You know what I mean? Like, well, what because you, it's, like... What do you do after 2 one right. What a crater that left. Like, that, what an incredible song. Also, that, um, if, for the girls that aren't on TikTok, I'm assuming it's probably on YouTube, because all TikTok audio ends up on YouTube. But yeah. Go look up um, 2 one 2 Cocteau Twins. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Um, man, man. Anyway, I guess, I guess Nikki, Nikki, Nikki Minjaj is, uh, she's kind of doing that. Yeah. Because she also does have the talent to back it up. She She immediately put her name on things. Mm -hmm. Nick's Moscato. Um, I kind of wonder almost if, um, and she's hilarious. If she like took notes from the Mariah playbook, you know, like, I feel like most girls coming up these days would have had to because it's like, like, yeah, you know what? Nikki's little pickle juice montage or like thing is very Mariah, you know? Well, here's the thing that she does too. Cause like Mariah picked a few catchphrases that are Mm -hmm. like little tongue in cheek, festive, um, what was bleak? Oh yeah. That's bleak darling. And I don't know her. (laughs) Um, which is funny because Mariah and Nikki had beef. Um, oh, that's I always right. forget that. But Nikki has her own little sayings too. You know, oh, yeah. like like calling girls your son, <laughs> calling anyone your son. She has so many references to my sons being in a different room or whatever. Yes, or like suck on my titty because you my son. Like Girl. that is hilarious to me. Uh, bitch, you my son. Go and sit on the potty. Like hilarious. And she didn't have a son until very recently. No, but that she's been using it as an insult for ten years. You love it. You love to see it. Incredible. Is she on that B.O.B. song? Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. keeping him alive. Yeah. Uh, out of my mind. You remember that song? Um, um, out of my mind. Out of my mind. 
I don't know if I remember that one. What's your name? B.O.B. So they call on you, Bob. Like, she, <laughs> she gets on the track and immediately roasts him. And it's like, yeah. he invited you here. Nikki, Nikki is, she's our, she's the closest we have to Mariah. But, you know. I will always love her, too. Because yeah. I, think, I think she's just funny. She's mess. She's mess. She's great. And then, like, the, the weird thing she does, like, on chun Oh, they're painting me out to be the bad guy. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Speaking of Chun Li, she wrapped China with the, like rhymes China five or six times. Oh yeah, with the th- um, <laughs> pull out the pink Lamborghini just to race, race with China. China. Brought the Rafe to China just to race in China. Real bad Trini bitch, but she mixed with China. Real thick vagina <laughs> smuggled bricks to China. That's five Chinas in the span and of six. And then one six. vagina. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I think we talked about this, like, not that long oh, ago. Oh, yeah, we did. I'll bring it okay. up whenever, right? whenever I please. Whenever I get a chance. Yeah. Um, I guess we should talk about this film, huh? Oh, sure. It's not we, as entertaining you've as noticed anything Nicki Minaj has ever said. No, 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 no. You've noticed we've talked for 28 minutes about anything but oh the movie. Oh, my God. Has it literally been 28 it minutes? It has. Because Why would is- anyone listen to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> because you uh, can do an incredible Nicki Minaj. Thank you for saying that. Thank you. Um, so, this movie was fine. <laughs> I guess that's that's all we got. That's I mean like this movie was fine. That's like kind of like I looked at the cast list and I was like incredible, incredible cast Costuming list. Costuming was great, locations well yes. scouted, gorgeous. The costumings, it was truly beautiful, mm-hmm. and like it was a beautiful movie to look at. Just I just wish that the writing hadn't been so dry. Okay, here's the thing about the writing too, um, and and I have said this probably about so many of the movies that we have watched. I mean, if you want to call me stupid, like, my Instagram handle is the most popular girl. Come on, find me. Drop a comment. Like, is I basically... the feel- exposition? Yes! The exposition, it's like, hey, um, I assumed that you have two brain cells that are, you know, just doing the Macarena up there right. six feet apart. Right. They, they think that I can't put anything together from the last scene. No, it's... It, and in these kinds of movies where they have to explain... The stakes of a young woman's marriage prospects. We know. Bitch, I get it. Like, I've seen... This is not an entry-level period piece. Like, I've seen other period pieces before this one. I just... I just... I don't know, man. It was a... So, I will say that... Is this the first movie that we've seen that's based on a painting? Is it based on a painting? It's based on a painting. Literally? Literally. I thought it was based on just a person. No, it's a it's a person. Okay. The person in the painting is real, but very, very, very little is known about her. Okay. So essentially, they, they saw this painting and were like, okay, but there's a cool story here. And there, I mean, it, it definitely is um, a departure from the norm that yeah. uh, this biracial woman yeah. was like moving about through high society. I kept meaning to look up because like, okay, so the very beginning we have Matthew Good who turned in an okay performance. He's only in it for about 90 seconds. Very okay. He, is very, he has two brief scenes. Yes. So yeah. he goes down to like what we're to believe are like the slums of London. In fact, Belle was retrieved, I believe, from... Barbados or Trinidad. Yeah. Somewhere in the Caribbean. Um, but he's walking around and all these people are looking at her like they have never seen a person of color ever. Which, like, I believe at the time, at least in colonial America, it was This had to have not been really uncommon. common. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, if it was not uncommon in colonial America, I have to imagine it was not uncommon in England. Yeah. Again, this is, like, me not doing even just the slightest lick of research for this. Way to go, Molly. Um, but anyway, so he, Matthew Good, basically he had 
they, they, they set it up in the movie as if he was very much in love with this um, black woman. In fact, we have reason to believe that he might have uh, yep. had s- varying degrees of consensuality, who knows, right. sex with an enslaved woman. Right. Um, and then, but, but did go and get his daughter. Right. And decided, like, okay, she is entitled to all of my inheritance. That's definitely unusual at the time. Yes, for sure. But then he was like, he dropped her off at the grandparents and was like, okay, peace. You guys got it. Right. I'm in Navy, so I'm gonna go do Navy. I gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. And we have Tom Wilkinson, who looks just quite a bit like our grandfather. He really does. There's Um, just no, there's simply no denying it. There's simply no denying it. (laughs) Um, And then, what is her name? Who... Oh, um, Emily Watson. Watkins, right? Or is it Watson? It's Watson. Okay. Um, One thing you should know about Emily Watson is that I think she looks like Reba. She does. (laughs) She looks very much like Reba. I think she looks quite a bit like Reba. They have um, the same, like... No, the, the, the no same top distinctive lip no top lip. Yeah, and uh, the round eyes. Like, there's very like, uh-huh. like they're, a, they're kind of Muppet shaped. Yeah, in the face. They're, like, they're those very, like, like open uh, Sunday school Muppets. Yes, yes. Yeah, you know very the kind. That. Yeah, you know you know the ones. You know the ones. Yeah, she's um, she's great. I really like her. She, she this character is not like particularly. You know, endearing. I would she's say she's not warm at first, but she like ultimately comes around to doing right. You know what was at least close to the right thing, right? Um, so the Matthew Good's like you were to treat her as if she's my daughter, right? Um, they kind of Tom Wilkinson is a barrister and like yeah. a higher up one, and he's like their great uncle, right? Yeah, th- this is where the relations got really tricky for I me. I think I think that he's uh, her dad's uncle, and then so Lord Mansfield is his name. Yes. And then she meets another, like, her second cousin, mm-hmm. who's also being raised in this family. Yes, Elizabeth Murray. And they're both, both the kids are, like, I don't know what, they're supposed to be, like, five or six or something, yeah. it's like, in the movie. And I thought, oh, no. Are these girlies going to have, like, a nasty relationship? Is Elizabeth going to be mean to her? No, baby. No, they, they mostly got on great. They got along pretty sweetly. Their, their governess is Penelope Wilton. And bitch... Okay, she's fine. I love Penelope Wilton. We love a governess. We love her. You know, she's, um, uh, she was in the Best Exotic Marigold Hotel yes. films. Yes. Um, which also was Match Point, which is one you like, right? Oh, my God. I have not watched Match Point in so long. I know. I had that. You know what? I, I marched my little ass. Mm-hmm. To the Barnes, I know you did. The Barnes and Noble, all the way to the back of the Barnes and Noble, to the media section. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even crust. The yeah. minds of the people. And then I got the Match Point soundtrack, which is, of course, uh, a bunch opera. of opera from yeah. the 20s. Because uh, yeah. I had a little bit of depression <laughs> in ninth grade. Oh. Um, yeah, I was just thinking about going to that Barnes & Noble, <laughs> buying You Are Free by Cat Power, and being like, yes, please. There's no serotonin up here. <laughs> Buying CDs at the Barnes & Noble is also a Every real choice. Every single one I bought there was like a depressing middle-aged choice for a 14-year-old. And you only go there if they don't have it at the Best Buy. Right, so you know that you're getting like... A niche content. But you go, you know, I don't know the last time you've been to the Barnes & Noble media section. It's been quite a while. It is weird, dude. Is it really? It's weird. Because like they still have some CDs. Yeah. And they do vinyl now, yeah? It's mostly vinyl. Interesting. But it's not vinyl that anyone would ever want. Like what? Like, uh, okay, like Kenny G. Oh, or no. Or like you go in and it's like, 
Um, God, what's the one I was thinking of that was, like, truly insane? Like, Lady A's third album. No. Like, no one is going in there to buy that. No. Kenny G on vinyl. Dude, very strange stuff. Or if, if it's, like, a, if it's an artist that someone might like, it's not their big album. Wow. Yeah. Is this, like, a front for something? I don't know. I mean, I walk in there, and it's, like, ghoulish. Like, I, I get... Who is your buyer? Very big questions here. I don't know. I just get, I get goose pimples thinking about being there. <laughs> it's a liminal space. It, it is. <laughs> that one at the Arboretum is a little. The Arboretum one is. Well, that's spooky, ooky, ooky. Well, you go to the one that's like down by um, Sunset Valley too. And it's also very. I think I've been to that one. <laughs> it's um, a very, it's a very, um, that's a very unique experience. A suburban Barnes and Noble media center, and I mean, I guess the Arboretum's not suburban, really. It's just, it's, it's honestly like everything that's sort of outside of certain corridors of Austin. It's like we don't really know when the suburb of it starts, but mm-hmm. like it, it feels like it, you right? Know? Anywhere, right. Anywhere Barnes and Noble is, like it is the suburbs, right? True. Yeah. That's true. Um, anyway, Match Point. What were we talking about? I know. We were talking about Penelope Wilton. We we will talk about anything but this movie because we just did not enjoy this movie. Yeah, I just really didn't. I I like the first 10, 15 minutes, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm getting into this. And it's like, but. So, um, anyways, they fast forward. The girls are besties, which, you know, I love. Mm -hmm. Um, Belle finds out her dad has died. So that was the end of that. No more Matthew Good. Yeah. And she's left with $2,000 a year, which I think was pretty. Oh, can you? No, you don't have your computer. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, that only goes back so far on. Oh, okay. But, okay. but pull it up. You can see the, the year it started. Okay. Uh, let's see. And then, yeah, and then plan on, you know, at topping like an extra 25% on top for pounds to dollar conversion. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was pounds. Anyway, so she's left, which they imply that's like a pretty hefty sum. So that, that buys her like a good bit of freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. UK inflation calculator. I guess that oh, one goes ooh. back further. Oh, okay. That is, okay. So about, a, let's see, 2000. And this was like 1760, right? Yeah. I entered 1763. I think that's like the start year. Okay. That is equivalent to 407,000 pounds a day, a year. So that's pretty good. 407,000 pounds. Yeah, that's pretty good. So, okay, that's probably about 500, closer to $500,000 a year now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's nothing that's to really sneeze good. at. Really good. That's really it's good. more than we pay our presidents. Truly. So, she gets, that's, that basically um, removes her from having to, like, consider marriage prospects too carefully because they've already implied that's going to be a challenge since she's mixed race. Um, so, they, anytime they have a function, she's forbidden to eat dinner with everyone which, like, later they kind of imply is because she's illegitimate, but it's like, no, clearly it's because she's black. Like, right. I don't know. Because the other one is also, quote-unquote, illegitimate. Right. So we see Mr. Devinier at this point, who is a local clergyman, and he's, like, coming to bring a letter to her uncle. Um, so this is their meet-cute, and he's like, oh, God, I didn't mean to startle you. Whatever. So at this dinner party, they have um, Draco Malfoy, which is Tom Felton. Ugh, screw that guy. Yeah. Miranda Richardson is his mother. And then... Kind of a spoiled milk face. Very spoiled milk face. And then his brother is... So this is supposed to be his younger brother, which I don't... I don't think so. I don't think so. Which is 2019's John Brooke from the 2019 Little Women. Yes, he was also in Grantchester, which I have not watched, but I think What's that's his probably I think he's cute, though. He, you know, James he, Norton. He is cute in that, like, extremely British way. Yes, yeah. 
Yeah. Just to say, for want of eyebrow, he's cute. <laughs> he's very anodyne, I think. Like, what does that word mean? Just like harmless. Like, I think he just looks very like. Wow, you guys watched me learn something today. <laughs> I think he just looks like. Watch me not have used that word right. <laughs> <laughs> what? A, let me just go. Yeah, not likely we to provoke. We can't have another Cortez instance. <laughs> not likely to provoke dissent or offense. Inoffensive. Okay. Yeah, he's anodyne. very anodyne. He's very. So, Anodyne. Yeah. So we overhear these two boys talking crassly about Belle's skin term, oh, skin color, um, skin term. <laughs> I have written in terms of. So Draco is talking in like terms of disgust, and yeah. then his brother is kind of being like too far in the other direction, like being like grossly exoticizing her. Yeah, which was pretty like like fetishizing her. to watch that whole conversation. It was pretty gross. And um, so Mr. Devinier, which is the clergyman we saw earlier, comes to talk to Belle's father uncle she calls him papa about becoming his law clerk um because he's basically like the equivalent of like a supreme court justice Mm -hmm. and so the case that he's trying to like learn about and help with has to do with a slave ship and it's called the The zong zong um this was a really uh pretty gnarly case yeah um so basically what happened was that this slave ship had packed um, the people that they had that they were planning to sell uh, really tightly uh, in a way that apparently like other people had said that that's like not good for the health and safety of them right and then were surprised when they were getting sick and so they pitched a bunch of these people overboard um, and claimed that they did it because they were running out of fresh water supplies on the ship, and so they weren't going to be able to get every, keep everybody hydrated and whatever. But Mr. Devinier is like, I don't think that that's true. First of all, you shouldn't be able to insure human people as cargo. Right. And secondly, um, uh, I think that what happened was that they were sick, and they knew that they would get more from an insurance payout than they would at auction, which is super gross. And so they make it pretty clear that Devinier is like, kind of pro-abolition, which I think at that point was a little bit of a fringe position to take. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, uh, there's a bunch of exposition about, like, law principles and gui- etiquette guidelines about race, like, all woven throughout this part of the movie, and I'm like, yes, okay, this is where they lost me. Um, yeah. So, uh, but pretty clear, like, pretty soon it's clear that, like, Divinia and Belle have, like, a little bit of a crush on each other. The I mean, movie is called cute he is he's cute enough yeah. yeah the movie is called bell but everyone refers to her as dido, dido. her like, real name is dido elizabeth bell they call her Lindsay. is her last name bell maybe once yeah not, not even like, why is it well, her father calls her bell yeah because that was her mom's name yeah the uh, anyway so one thing i thought was interesting the scene where they meet the brothers what are the brothers names ashford yeah ashford i think that's right uh Every time this happens in a movie, I, like, can't believe that it used to be, like, the entertainment used to be, like, seat the young woman at the piano, and if she can sing, all the better. (laughs) They really did do that. Like, so, I would say at this point, at least 15 of the movies we watch have had, like, a perfunctory after-dinner And every time, I... I, Kentish Nightingale. I feel that I must mention, once again... Uh, the class I took freshman year of college oh, about the, women in the piano yeah. because I think about it all the time. It, what, what a cool idea for a I class. I was hoping you would mention that time that you were on a recital barge. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a, that's a story for the Patreon that doesn't exist. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, no, uh, this class, the premise of it was basically that um, all through like 
English literature of the like 18th and 19th centuries, anytime a woman is portrayed playing a piano, um, it is supposed to be a stand-in for her sexual prowess. So uh, there was like a certain degree of accomplished piano playing that was considered desirable, but if you were too good, you were showy. And if you were not good enough, you were considered like fumbly and maybe like you wouldn't be very good of a lover. Interesting. So there was like a there was like a little band of piano playing that they wanted you to be able to be good at. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, so kind of like me and being a certified forklifter. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm too good. The boys get a little they're, too they're hot. Gonna get, yeah. Exactly. Hot, hot under, under the collar. Under the collar. And you don't, <laughs> don't want to give them the wrong impression. No. no. So I make a few mistakes. Drop a few palettes here. I don't want to give you the wrong impression. Oh my god! Thank you. <laughs> thank you for calling it back. I would like if if nothing else came out of this podcast. And to be clear, I expect. <laughs> nothing to come out of this podcast uh you know no, no one's knocking down our door for uh for ads but i don't if, know though i don't be checking the email <laughs> sorry I, natalie imbruglia's what is this song? i would like uh natalie imbruglia's wrong impressions streams to go up everybody go stream natalie imbruglia <laughs> <laughs> let's see if we can get her to number 25 i would I would love that. Mm-hmm. I would like to help a young woman's career be revived on mm-hmm. her second biggest hit. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I guess things sort of plot along. There's more of a oh. frisson. Well, here's what happens is that Belle's uncle finds out that Devenier has been talking about this case with her. Oh, yeah. And he's like, you are not to decide when I have discussions about sensitive topics with my niece. And I want you to never come around here. Don't come around here no more. Mm-hmm. Hey. What um, is that song you're referencing? That is a Tom Petty song. Okay, Don't thank you. come around here no more. A lot of musical drops in this beat. In yeah, this one. It was, I think it, it maybe one day we'll actually just like include them in there. That'd be great. <laughs> but so that's not today. That's not today. So, um, Belle and Elizabeth are told that they're going to London for the season. They're both sent to different rooms to discuss the details. Elizabeth is... Oh, but they say that they say that Elizabeth is, like, going to be trotted out or whatever the term is. Yes. Like, she's specifically there she's to try to make a good match because she doesn't have any money. Right. I don't have any effing money. Well... <laughs> <laughs> and then Belle is set on the money front. But they, like, they think that... Right. Like, it, that there are no... No respectable gentleman's going to want to be with her. No Viscount or whatever right. will have any interest. And they're like, you're going to go and keep Elizabeth out of trouble, but when you're done, like, you're going to come back and take over for Aunt Mary. Keep telling her, like, only perverts will love you. <laughs> like, so over and over. It's so gross. Yeah, it's also, so gnarly. Also, goo-goo. Like, girl. Okay, take a look at the material. Babe. Like, I'm sorry <laughs> that you look like Reba without the talent. Gugu is the prettiest person. Gugu is the prettiest she's person. So pretty. She was in San Junipero, wasn't she? She was in San Junipero. San Junipero, what a great She's also episode. on that new Loki show, which I watched one episode of, and I was like, Parker, that you're going to be on your own. I, I think, cannot believe. I can't. The do cheapening, the slender British of it all. I don't like the slender British. As we have stated several times on this show, he has no no home in my heart. But I find him <laughs> odious. He is odious, and you know what? It's not his. It's maybe his fault but I don't think it's his fault I think what happened is that the girlies online mm. like turned him into a sex symbol without any of the proper accreditation except the, do you remember that sto- the, yeah, the story Taylor that Courtney Swift. told us Wait, no 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 Courtney told us the story about how a friend of hers I guess worked with and I can't remember the actress's name but the lady that played Lady Mary on um Downton Abbey couldn't tell you uh I really like her can't remember her name right now but Anyways, she was engaged to a man that she, like, 
loved, obviously, was engaged to him, that he died before they got married. Like, they were, it was, like, it was really sad. He died young. And so she had, like, shortly after this happened, was, like... Wait, is this... Sorry, I'm looking up the um, the character, the actress's names, just for my own benefit. Michelle Dockery? Michelle Dockery, yes. Okay, yes, yes, yes. So uh, she's, like... I think, like, within a year of that happening, like, grieving. And she's at a hotel for some, like, function. I don't know if it was, like, a festival or whatever. And he is at the same hotel, and he sees her in the gym and, like, goes up and starts talking to her in this very, like, well, you know how it is. I mean, people just won't leave us alone. You you understand. You know, just, like, trying to, like, kind of hit on her, but, like, by bigging himself up. And oh, that's pretty gnarly. Like, and it was gnarly. like gnarly. Yeah. Anyway, so that just, this is a story told through like five layers. So take it with a grain of salt. But like, anyways. So but, wait. So wait. He's he's bad because he made a pretty poor attempt at flirting with Michelle Dockery. <laughs> but yeah. But but by like being like I'm such a big deal that people won't leave me alone. You know. Yeah. Okay. And then like Not on the to, heels of the I Heart TS T-shirts and stuff. Like he's the I Heart corny TS to me. T-shirt was pretty gnarly. Here's the thing. On, I, cause I, I cannot make any defense or condemnation of his character because I just don't know him. Right. Um, unlike every other celebrity that I've made a condemnation <laughs> or defense of, because I know them. Um, <laughs> I've met all of these I've people. I've met all of them. I've thrown many a fet yeah. for every one of them. Uh, no, the thing about Tom Hiddleston is, uh, it's like a, it's a, a, almost a Depp quality, like a Johnny Depp quality. You think so? Not in, you feel this way? <laughs> Not with any of the. Um, it's the way that there's no charisma attached he's to it. The thirst. You mean well, the he, online started, thirst so they for started him? To, he started to buy into and reify his own like not reify girl. And in this way, <laughs> I would like to examine the ways in which. Um, if you can believe it, this is the second time I've used reify today. <laughs> she is and, working on her. And I had diarrhea, so I'm. <laughs> Uh, She's got the graduate student experience today. I, what I'm telling you is, like, I'm not even at my best. <laughs> and I used Reify <laughs> twice today. I had just a little Easter egg in there if anyone caught that I had. <laughs> Lord Jesus, I nearly shot my pants. <laughs> it's really bad. It was really not good. You know what I think it was is that I saw a little bit of mold on the knot last <laughs> night. <laughs> you saw a little bit of mold on the what? Non. Non, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> scraped it off and gave that half to Craig. <laughs> so you hadn't even eaten that part. You just think it was like divine retribution for trying to give your husband moldy <laughs> no, bread. He knew this time, though. It wasn't like that Shakshuka <laughs> incident where I like used him as a... As a <laughs> Since you said a single Spence. blind <laughs> I played God with his intestines that day. He and I talked about it last night, and he was like, and you knew we were going to the Ren Fair later. And I was like, I know. I'm not saying what I did was right. <laughs> anyway. Which I'm in tears almost. <laughs> what, what did we reify? Oh, okay. So the uh, thing is, is that the thing with the Slender British, which is, of course, Tom Hiddleston. And we are once again so far afield from this movie, but go I love ahead. the word afield. I'm going to work that in tomorrow. Um, <laughs> so is that like, okay, so Johnny Depp sucks, but what part of it is that he started to believe his whole like Keith Richardson sort of thing. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, Got high on his own supply. Right. All of a sudden we see 
leather cuffs mm. appearing on his arm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Perhaps a, a highlighted lock. Mm-hmm. Hither mm-hmm. and thither. Right. Um, kind of like always a tinted glass on yes. his eye. It was a little Too many weird. silver rings on the fingers. Too many. And like with Tom Hiddleston, it's like, I would prefer that you just sort of wear like um, like a cable knit sweater and jeans. But like, why do I keep seeing you with this like gnarly manic panic? Like in mm. the sink, black dye job mm-hmm. on the hair. Mm-hmm. Your hair looks crusty. It's bad. It's really bad. It's, it's dry. It's really bad. And... And, like, I get that the British look that way. Mm-hmm. Th- they chose that. <laughs> they, but Some crimes can never be forgiven. The, the pastiness is, is the inheritance. But, like, <laughs> it seems like he's bigging it up a little bit. He yeah. looks like oatmeal. I, I just don't I, don't... I don't see it for him. I simply don't. So, for don't. these reasons, I have decided to join Lindsay on the side of condemning him <laughs> to a lake of fire. <laughs> For all eternity. Uh, what uh, were we talking about? We were... Bitch, I have no idea. Oh, we're Hilson. talking about Gugu. We're talking about Gugu. Because she's on that Loki show with him. Okay, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She shouldn't do that. I mean, I'm sure that... I hope she got the good Marvel money. That's a, Okay. That's Same with thing. Owen Wilson. I'm like, you know, I'm glad What's you're working he doing? again. He's on it. Nuh-uh. Yeah. I'm wow. not going to watch it. Wow. Everyone should be paid, but no one should be on television if they can help it. Right, truly. I so. mean, like... Sorry, sorry, but when when I was a youth, right. when I was in short pants, it was not glamorous <laughs> to be on the television set. The television. And now everyone's on the television set. Right. Well, it's, it's a golden age, so they say. Yeah, I think that golden age actually ended a while ago. Mm. Uh, that's hot take from me. Say that. But you're, it's just over, it's over, um, you know, words are hard. I you're a hot take machine twice. tonight. I know, and I just, I, I just, <laughs> eva- like, disavowed takes recently <laughs> but I, it's a television I'm not making it make like a social take because I, you could be wrong about that and right. you are and everyone is always um, but I feel like there's just so much like we're just so chock-a-block with like all of these yes. um, opinions not opinions no like the, the, what's the word I'm looking for for television that it's supposed to be like gold oh, agey oh like prestige prestige thank you god why why did that Which, word escape me the thing is that I learned recently is that the word prestige basically means that there is some kind of like trickery a foolery afoot that would make sense wouldn't it yeah like the magic trick the prestige yeah but everything is is just supposed to be a little bit elevated and I'm exhausted like I don't have time to watch Mare of Town no I mean I, I do but I'm not going to I like, feel like I should because it's got Jean and Kate, my one wild Kate precious Winslet. life no I'm not watching that <laughs> right no I, I missed it I sorry missed the it's not gonna happen I watched the undoing I shouldn't have done that yeah I think I think that you blew your load so to speak on that one instead of you're right as it were yeah you're right but you know with a with Nicole Kidman, who you think is not as uh, good as Kate Blanchett, because you're insane. You know, you think she's tra- she thinks she's trashier than Kate Blanchett is what I, you said to me. Did I say trashier? Yeah, you're like she's not she's not on the same echelon. I did, that does not imply trashy. You actually said some like pretty ugly things about her. <laughs> the thing is, too, is that like I'm such a Gemini that like I said that and probably meant it, and then 30 seconds later I didn't, and I I still like. I love, I love her. I really You're love her. You're just a vessel for whatever thoughts blown through town. I'm Ramona Singer. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> anyways. Okay, so, um, anyways, the girlies go to London. Okay. They start Cute. hanging out with those boys. What was their name? Ashford. Ashford, Ash, 
Burn Ashbury. I think it's Ashford. Okay, Ashford. The but Ash- I, I like that you're iterating on what <laughs> what I not, said. I'm just, I have so much doubt. You have doubt. You don't think it's Ashford. <laughs> it you is, think it's Ashbury over Ashford. It is Ashford. You're right. So they go to the Ashford um, function, mm-hmm. and uh, the old one, Tom Felton, is... I cannot believe he's meant to be the older one. He's, like, disgusting. He's trying to shoot his shot with Elizabeth. Well, and they kicked that wig back, like, a foot further than it should have been. They really did. But he, um, I feel like you said that last week, or I've got deja vu. No, I almost certainly did. Okay, okay. But I don't know. that I've had really intense deja vu this week. Okay, weird. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, he kind of, like, makes Elizabeth think that he's very interested in her, but it turns out he's got irons and other fires, especially when he finds out that she has no money. Mm-hmm. Um, he and just his- treats her as sport. And his younger brother uh, is very interested in Belle and, like, is set up to receive no money. Yeah, he's he's not going to get much money, but he does have a title. But he's the younger brother in the family, so he's not, like, as, you know, considered as important. Yeah. Anyway, so this would be, like, an, a, a, an advantageous match for both of them, except for the fact that their families are, his family is racist. So, anyways... She gets engaged to him, but then she's still, like, seeing Divinier to, like, talk about this case. This is the least interesting, um, like, intrigue of somebody sneaking off to see someone else. Like, she's engaged to this other man. They could have given us some, like, longing, you know? It just feels Yeah, very, it like, doesn't seem like she's really torn either way. Uh, she, she seems like she could just sort of be good either way. Right, and, like, they don't express any particular interest in each other until, like, the very last minute like it seems very focused on this case and so well it was like um possession yeah it's yeah. very like it's okay very it's a group project that turns yes. into so much more <laughs> <laughs> it's extremely bad so she ends up going to the court to see her uncle she well she tells her uncle before the whole thing like you know think about me and people like me and mm-hmm. do you think that, that it's right that people are treated like property and you know whatever um so anyways her uncle ends up ruling in favor of the insurance company that does not want to pay the ship people which is supposed to be like a yeah take that like very swelling strings but his whole point was like uh, you actually had plenty of proper or, or like opportunity to water these folks. Yeah, to like, get fresh water and the fact like he he like calls out the people that owned the ship for like having you know not listened to best practices as far as like how to transport people and whatever. But the thing that bothers me is that like the big victory here is an rewarding company an insurance wants. company. Like this movie is funded by by Geico. <laughs> Right. It's like the insurance company doesn't have to pay these people back. Like, I right. I don't think that those people should be reimbursed for the people that they murdered. But I also don't think that the insurance company should have taken money to insure right. people. Well, I mean, but how within the within the scope and the confines of the question that was right. like legally presented? Yes. You, yeah. You can't. You can't really. It's like, just like a bummer that that was the situation. Oh, certainly. You know? And what's? It's like it would be cool if the insurance company was required to pay the families of the people that had been pitched overboard. But yeah, well, I mean, wouldn't it? But wouldn't it? 
Right. Um, um, yeah, and she's like overcome with pride, and like she's excited about and it. She's and she's like, like Uncle, I, I hope you'll change your mind about Davinier because my greatest wish is to be his wife. And this is the first, like, okay, the first time to me, right? I didn't even know you had a crush on me. You suddenly <laughs> want to marry me? Uh, okay, so I'm yeah, that kind of intense. The uncle <laughs> is like, okay, yeah, come see me on Monday, and I'll talk to you about a job as like a clerk or whatever. You know what I was disappointed is that they didn't say Clark. Like I like when Clark. I, I like when the British say Clark. I do too. Yeah. And uh, he's like, can it be true? You want to marry me? And she's like, yeah, I do. And then there's like a big swelling kissing thing. And then at the end, it's like they got married and they had two sons. And so let me break down some things that I learned from this. So mm-hmm. they show the painting at the end that it's based on. Um, and again, um, this is this movie is based on a painting. Um, which I guess we could watch The Girl with the Perial Earring if we wanted to keep that streak up, but I don't really want to watch that. Yeah, let's, like, give that a little while. We, we'll give it a moment. Um, yeah. I'm not interested. Oh, John um, Davinier was a Frenchman. That makes sense because of the name Davinier. And also, he may have worked Keen as a... listeners would have heard that his last name <clears throat> was Davinier. He may have worked as a gentleman's steward. Yeah. What that means. So he's not a lawyer. We have okay. no reason to believe he had any uh, hand in the abolitionist cause at all. Okay, right. Um, so they, this was just a fiction. It's a little something for the girls. Um, but the, to the contrary, her papa, whatever, in his function as a barrister, apparently... In other cases, I don't even know that he actually presided over the song, but in another one, um, very explicitly said that he found slavery to be, like, a moral scourge. Okay. Um, but I, I don't... What's weird is that the, the British didn't seem to have any sort of legal recognition of it. So it wasn't... It was neither, like, legally codified... Nor was it abolished until yeah. 1807. Yeah. So the state was just sort of like, ew, not going to look at that issue. Right. Which is crazy to think about because, it, I mean, to my understanding of it in the U.S., there were like, just depending on the state, there were like very explicit laws that acknowledged it. I mean, especially if Louisiana were, had the French code. Were people bringing slaves onto the British islands, though? Or were they just taking them to properties? Like, so I wonder if it's like an issue where it's like... I mean, slavery... They weren't in... People would not have encountered slavery in their oh. day-to-day lives. I could be wrong, the way but that they would have in the United but States. But I'm pretty sure there was slavery they were, in the UK. Okay. Oh, God. Well, there was so. that other movie with um yeah, what's uh, his name? Ian Griffud. Ian Griffud um about the guy who wrote Amazing Grace. Yeah, and the movie was called Amazing Grace. Yeah. <laughs> the girlies at the church loved that one. I sure did. Um Anyway, they were like, you see that Christians have always been against, <laughs> always been on the good side. <laughs> um, I'm also reading that her annuity was actually not nearly as high as they were saying in the it, movie. It weren't that high. And her cousin also, there's no reason to believe that she didn't also have like a, a equivalent inheritance. Yeah. So they, they so kind of created that drama. It turns out her father, when he died, bequeathed her a thousand pounds. That's only like 250,000 American dollars a year. Uh yeah, which I mean, that's like not an, that's not nothing, but that was not per year. That was like total. Oh, just like total. Uh, okay. Yeah, and then um, her when her uncle died, he bequeathed her five hundred dollars as an outright sum, and then a one thousand or one hundred pound annuity. Okay. And then she also got one hundred pounds from Lady Marjorie, whoever that is. Anyway, An- annuity so. is not a word you typically. No, it's something to do with like your outside of like late night television commercials. Series of payments at fixed intervals. 
Well, that makes it sense, like, on. Uh, yeah, but I'm like, is it is it $100 total, or do you get $100 per annum? I think it's per annum. Okay, I hope so. Thank you guys for listening to Two Stupid Bitches figuring <laughs> out things as they go. Oh, Lord. Um, yeah, so her French husband, we don't really know what he did. Um, they had a few kids. She died in, like, Yeah, the movie said 40s. two, but they know, they know that there's at least three. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, what did this movie exactly strive to get correct? <laughs> Honestly, it seems like they were just like, wouldn't it be cool? So you're right. They they based it on a painting. They based it on a painting. <laughs> but you know what? I think, and if anyone knows anyone who work at Hollywood, um, please let me know. I would love to connect with them. Yeah. Um, for a few reasons. One, I am magnetic on screen. But two, I think that a better movie, if we want to, I mean, there, there have been attempts at sort of colorblind casting for, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for like, um, Tudor period pieces. We saw that yeah. in Mary Queen of Scots. Yeah, totally. But if you want to be accurate about it, apparently, like, Henry VIII uh, had a trumpeter, mm-hmm. like a court trumpeter that he loved black man oh yeah i would love to like learn more about that i read totally. a whole like article in some history magazine a few years ago about like um black tutors yeah i um i feel like i've heard something about that as well and like interestingly i mean this is it comes from like i think in a place of sort of like a weird exoticism too mm-hmm. but like i think a lot of times when there were people who were non-white mm-hmm. um they were like considered like people of interest and so they were like kept in the royal court as sort of like a novelty yeah like as a novelty but they were like it's like a it wasn't like they were like explicitly like entertainment or like a jester or anything it was just sort of like oh wow okay that's you don't see that every day here you go and then they would like live there and be taken care of but like and maybe not expected to be servants but it was just like the whole purpose of them being there was just sort of like like to be a token black friend yeah kind of interesting yeah i mean it's like movies like this like it's always disappointing when they don't really hit the mark because it's like clearly one thing I can tell you from over a hundred episodes is that like period pieces have a whiteness problem, a major whiteness problem. Um, but the, you know, so it's like, it's hard to draw from a lot of historical sources. So you find yourself in a position of like basing something on a painting with very little information. And it's like, it's almost, you know, it sucks to even have to like hold it to that level of, you know, clarity. Um, but it also but seems that being like, said, like, I don't know, dig a little harder. Right. Like, Hollywood, we can right. do better. Right. Yeah. Like, I think the... I gave you one idea for free, and I'm stupid. I think the other issue is that there's a, a, um, a bias towards, like, upper-class stories in oh. pieces. Oh, great point. And so, like, when you're like, oh, we've got it, we, we want to do a, a period piece about this upper-class mixed race woman like that's so cool because she's upper class but it's like mm-hmm. there were probably thousands of people with like cool stories with cool well, stories i guess you could to that further point like recorded history has a right an issue with only that's exactly right acknowledging yeah. that's uh, true upper class and um, all kinds of our literature tends to like favor the stories of like the ruling class versus like which is like i guess there i would like to see more of a market cornered at like fictionalized historical accounts of like that are like exactly that are like based on things we know and patterns yeah patterns that we knew happened at those times Mm -hmm. yeah a night's tale is a great example of that where it's like none of the actual facts are true that we know of I mean, like, to my knowledge, David Bowie was not making music at that time. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, there are a handful of pe- characters in that movie who are based on, like, real people. Mm-hmm. And they probably never did any of those things. But it's like, 
the peasant experience is sort of represented a little bit in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like more... Um, I guess I'm just going to sort of riff on more period piece things that I would like. Yeah. I'm going to make a um, wish list. I would say, like, generally early cultures, I would like to know more about the Sumerians. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know who I want to learn more about is the... Who are those really cool people in northern Italy? God, I loved them. They were so cool. Oh, the Etruscans. The Etruscans. Oh, the Etruscans had really cool art. And just a cool society. Yeah. They were egalitarian in marriages. I would like some, okay, an Etruscan period piece would be cool. I was just going to say, generally, I would like a a movie about ancient Greeks that is not 300. Right. Or flavored at all like 300. Right. I need it to be a lot, like, dial down on the, like, hyper-masculine warrior culture. I don't need it to be a commercial for monster energy. No. I just, Nor do I need it to be, like, a lascivious, like, gay villain sort of thing, too. I think, because one thing I always really remember that I liked learning about in history was just, like, how ordinary people lived. Like, I find it fascinating thinking about, like, the ways that, like everyday people would have lived in like the middle ages. So I've recently put two middle ages podcasts on my, um, um, feed podcast feed. Um, and they're mostly just about like everyday people and like cultural trends and stuff. And, um, I'm like, that's one of them's called. We're not so different. That's like, it's that progress myth thing, you know? And, um, I don't know. I'm like, that's the stuff that's, interesting and you can make a movie like it takes just as much research to do that as it does to write about someone who a specific person for whom there are documented you know paperwork there's like the paper trail for them you could just as easily write a fictional account Mm -hmm. based on well and then you can actually stick to like um narrative that is strong right exactly exactly so i don't know Anyone in Hollywood, just, like, give me a call. Yeah. I, I have notes. Yeah. Typically. Um, anyway, I mean, this movie was pretty to look at. Yeah, it was very pretty to look at. It was, and that's about oh, all I can I say about it. I also say that one cool thing that I learned about the director. One neat um, trick. Um, what? One neat trick. Yeah. Uh, Ama Asante is her name. She's an MBE. Okay. Um, which I... I I keep saying that I'm going to learn, like, the true difference between, like, OBE, MBE, and all these, like... Yeah, I don't know. Um, ...things. But I just don't know. Uh, she was uh, childhood friends with um, Naomi Campbell. Oh, word. <laughs> the stories I bet she has. I absolutely love to hear that. Um, she's also uh, very pretty, per her Wikipedia... Um, all right. ...story. Not story, photo. Um... So good for her. I mean, I can't say it wasn't, like, it wasn't poorly directed. I would just say it's probably poorly written. Yeah. Actually, I would say it was well directed because there were no shots that jumped out to me as, why would why did you do that? Which, what? like, why? frequently happens for movies that we watch for this podcast where I'm like, okay, why are we uh, coding this scene like it's a horror movie? Um, people are just sitting down for dinner. Yeah, truly. The, the, I have a lot of notes. Editors should hire me. <laughs> but not really. Basically what I'm film. saying is that my sister and I know everything we need to know to run Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And it, we just need people to ask. Yeah. All um, you have to do is ask. Uh, so what should we watch next week? Oh, God. I don't know. I was looking. That's what I was looking at just a moment ago on my, while you were talking about Ama Asante. Um, we'll pause. All right, Molly, would you like to tell the listener what you have chosen? Yeah, I would actually like to issue a, um, 
a listener uh, interactive challenge okay. this week. Um, go ahead, get your hands on like CBD gummy or something like yeah, that. Yeah, perhaps. Fun. What was, what's the one we like? That's uh, clearly early got bird. Delta eight in it. Early bird. <laughs> okay, early bird has delta, delta eight in it. We don't know that it's delta eight. We just know that it has a little bit of THC. Whatever it is, it smacks you across the face. <laughs> so just if you take two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my challenge macro-dose. to you is to macro dose of CBD gummy <laughs> and watch the amazing, the incredible 1998's very own The Prince of Egypt. <laughs> I'm excited. I haven't Wait, seen it. Wait, can you check real good real quick and see where it's Yeah. Because I know it is streaming somewhere. I watched it the night before Easter, and then, like, it truly was not my intention to, like, celebrate Easter in that way. Right. But it was just very good happenstance. Uh, let's see. Burr, burr, burr. It is, uh, you must rent or buy. Okay. Very much my bad, guys. You are going <laughs> to have to invest a little bit. You're going to have to pay for a ticket for this the ride. The cast is here, though. The cast is here. The music is incredible. There was a TikTok recently of the, I'm getting ripped tonight. R.I.P. that. And then this gentleman sang the opening song from the Prince of Egypt in the parking garage so beautifully. It was gorgeous. I'll find it before next week and save it to my phone. includes Val Kilmer. Uh-huh. Ray Fiennes. Yes. Famous, famous Ray Fiennes. Sandy for Bullock, this pod. if I recall. Sandy Bullock. Helen Mirren. Michelle Pfeiffer. Joff Goldblum. Danny Glover. Mm-hmm. Patrick Stewart. Yep. Uh, is Helen, Helen Mirren Steve is Steve Martin. Martin. Oh, yeah. Martin Short. Yeah, they, they, they play a couple goofy gusses. They're the name. Oh, James Avery. I wonder if it's James Avery from Fresh Prince. From Jewelry. Well, no, I, I always thought of that. From but, jewelry. But from jewelry. I think it is Uncle Phil, actually. Yeah. Uncle Phil. Okay. Um, Interesting. Okay, lots of people. Listen, my places. dudes. I don't, under, like, I don't understand why the Prince of Egypt isn't a cultural discussion the way that, like, we want to talk about a goofy movie. Right. Or, like, Shrek. Like, you guys know a Prince of Egypt rips. Yeah, the I Prince think, of, not I think my perception is that it's very serious and sad. Is that the case? There are moments of levity. Yeah, okay. We have Martin Short and Steve Martin. Okay. It is serious and you know sad, what? certainly. We what? could do we could do a little run of a animated fun. Okay. We could do Hercules. Oh my god. We could do the Emperor's New Group. Okay, I did watch that recently. Which I love that movie. You know what? That would be a really good opportunity for us to move away from Europe and talk about the Inca Empire. Hey, okay. Or is it the Nazca? I think it I think I can't remember. I think Nazca sounds right. But yeah. anyways, yeah, we've got, we can do just like a little goofy sun, summer hey, fun so animated. We're gonna, cut up. we're gonna do some animated period pieces. <laughs> I'm excited. I think it's gonna be oh, you know what? I'll Anastasia. shake it up a little. Anastasia. Anastasia. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. With okay, Rasputin yeah. the Bat. Yeah, let's do that. Let's also do Anastasia. That's a great one. Yeah, I've not actually seen that one since I was a I'm gonna, child. I'm gonna jump into the Disney Plus app, Disney Plus after this and it, come up with a little bit. Up, girl. Yeah, well, I, Prince, oh my god. Actually Disney hundred and one Dalmatians, bitch. Is that set in the sixties or forties or fifties? I think it was also made in the sixties. Yeah, well you're right, it's not a period piece. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. I was gonna say Beauty and the Beast for sure is. Beauty and the Beast I'm is. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Little Mermaid is. Yeah, because it's the eighties, but they're like yeah. you know, they're wearing yeah, yeah. sort of floppy boots. That one's a tricky one, because it's under the sea. Okay. It's famously timeless. <laughs> you quoted Hercules immediately. <laughs> Which is set I'm excited in about, the skies. I'm excited about Hercules. Hercules also has amazing music. Incredible. And Danny DeVito. Oh my god, and Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. So well, anyways, I'm really excited about this. Because uh, Molly was just starting to lament that, oh god, are we scraping the bottom of the barrel? And then I we forgot this, cartoons. I think this will 
re-energize. Imagine like thinking that you're gonna hop onto this podcast and hear like some really cool historical facts about like Pride and Prejudice, and maybe we'll take like five episodes to talk about Pride and Prejudice. No, we have no not vibes. the attention span for that. No, 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 not like that vibes. No, no, not and for research loves. Nope. R.I.P. Princess Diana. R.I.P. Love. Um. Well, and until next week, uh, get yourself some some gummies. Watch some Prince of Egypt. Yeah, early bird if you Take really want to party. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. Bye.